Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we wanted to drop in and just kind of share with you guys some things that have been coming up for us around navigating this eclipse season and Mercury retrograde. So, you know, eclipse season is a really powerful time where we are really called to look at our emotional shadows. We're really called to kind of get still and pause and reflect on what we've been doing. And, you know, especially with this Mercury kind of energy with Mercury retrograde and being in the season of Gemini, as far as the sun being in Gemini and then having this uh, this solar eclipse coming up, um, all of this Gemini energy, all of this Mercury energy, it's this time where our mind can really run rampant. And as you guys know, in human design, it's so much about letting your mind be the observer not the driver of your life and really letting your body, letting your authority, letting your intuition and your soul guide you. So we wanted to kind of just talk about, you know, the things that we've been experiencing with old stories coming up, old conditioning coming up, our mind trying to take over and the things that have just been really helpful for us to navigate that and to come back to our truth. Yeah. So I've really noticed that I, well, I mean, we've talked about this on the last episode, but rest has been the key to me kind of embracing and, and having time for reflection on what is working for me, what isn't, what do we want to change, what do we want to grow and expand, and really just having that that time that's not rushed has been really grounding for me. So in this eclipse time, it can feel turbulent or it can feel um, heavy sometimes. It honestly depends on the placements in your own chart, especially with Mercury retrograde right now. I personally like Mercury Curie retrogrades sometimes depending on what the time of year but that's because for me mercury is retrograde in my natal chart so it's feels kind of I don't know normal natural if that makes (laughs) sense Um, I don't feel bad I feel like okay this is this is normal but rest has been a major theme for me the last month even Yeah. And for me, this time of year is like a huge time in my life because I live this nomadic lifestyle where I travel and live in different places um, throughout the year. So I just moved from Joshua Tree up to Lake Tahoe for the summer and just seeing all my old friends again, seeing my family again, having to navigate change and like all of these things, you know, communicating with people for the first time in a long time. I haven't seen them all in the middle of this like retrograde eclipse kind of energy, it's kind of felt like a lot for me. And I've just had to really watch the stories that I attach to things and the assumptions that I attach to what people think about me or, you know, I feel sometimes like I need to manage 
what people's impression of me is, or like, am I doing what is enough? And that is my old conditioning that I really feel like most of the time is not present. And then I just feel it like ever so slightly bubbling back up. And I feel really grateful that I have this time with this cosmic energy that's kind of magnifying this for me so I can really see it in an even deeper light. And that's the thing about Mercury retrograde is like, it's a beautiful time for you to slow down and really look at things, look at those deeper shadows, look at those things from the past that are coming back up in a new way or in a different way. And you're able to meet them with your newer, more evolved version of yourself. Um, the same thing with eclipses. It's a powerful time where the energy in the cosmos is supporting you. Anything that needs to be seen that's in a metaphorical shadow is going to be seen by you. You know, it's asking to be seen by you. It's bubbling up to the surface. And that's a beautiful gift because any changes we make, any deconditioning that we do in this time is amplified by this eclipse season. So as we're recording this, the eclipse is going to be in a couple days on, on in the early, early morning of June 10th. And, you know, it's so important to ask yourself, what stories do I want to let go of? What conditioning is coming up that I want to continue to release and shed and being really intentional in that way, examining what that motivation has been for you. Has it been real, authentic, aligned, or has it been based on your mind and your ego and the stories that, you know, you think define you from other people's perspectives? When you decide to really get intentional and let those things go on this eclipse energy in this portal, those things are magnified. The universe is supporting you. It's just such a powerful time for transformation. So lean in. Don't be afraid. Like no matter how much stuff you read on Instagram, this is a beautiful time. It's a natural time. It's here to help us progress and grow and evolve. Um, so just really leaning in is, is actually the key here. And the real thing that we wanted to talk about, it's kind of funny to me because it's uh, the four agreements, which is something that I think Shana and I read in like 2012 or like yeah. 2010, even, you know, like a long time ago. And it was one of the first books that was really a spark, like a catalyst for me into just kind of seeing the world in a different way than what I had been taught. And I think for both of us, it, like what other books were coming to you in that time, Shana, The Secret... Yeah, I think The Secret, um, yeah, Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, um, and The Power of Now, mm -hmm. like all of those, The Untethered Soul, like all of those books were, yeah, I was going down, I was getting down with those, yeah. um, but and they was, are still so, uh, such big teachers in, yeah. in my life, like in my daily life. yeah. And I was going to say, like, we were just, we just did a clubhouse yesterday where we were talking about human design and, you know, we were talking about how human design entered into our lives. And I was just kind of like really reminiscing and going back to that place. Like for some reason, I just feel so connected to that time frame in this time frame. Like I'm feeling like I'm going back and like seeing that kind of like catalyst first starting point of my spiritual awakening or my spiritual journey and then like examining like where I am now and how far I've come and how much I've changed but how much I how much work I still have to do like I've just been feeling very reflective in that way um and I was you know when we were doing this clubhouse yesterday we were talking about when we first discovered human design it was like this feeling of just wanting something more wanting to really 
dive deeper. And what we were really doing was asking ourselves what fascinates us, which as a projector is the most powerful thing that you can do. And we didn't really know that, right? We just knew that there was like something deeper, that there was something more and we didn't know where it was or what it was, but we were just kind of in that, that space of seeking and, um, led us to all of these books and led us to experimenting with them. And that eventually led us to human design. So I think for some strange reason, I just felt really called and so did Shana to talk about the four agreements today and to say, you know, this is something that we haven't thought about too much um, or talked about too much in about 10 years, but we just feel that this is going to be something that helps people so much to navigate this time because it's been helping us, you know, navigating that communication, navigating those old stories, putting your mind at ease and really just letting yourself live with your strategy and authority. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about with the four agreements, it's a book written by Don Miguel Ruiz. And, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys read it 10 years ago, just like us. And it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about the four agreements, but I wanted to say that, you know, the first agreement in the four agreements is to be impeccable with your word. And that has been something that has felt huge for me in this navigation, you know, of like, what am I releasing? How am I stepping into more of myself? It's not just about what you say to other people. It's about the voice that you have inside your own head. It's about the things that you say to yourself with your mind. And as we know in human design, your throat center is not just your communication center. It's also your manifestation center. So the things that you say about your life, about the stories that you attach to situations that have happened in the past or that are happening now, you are kind of creating a version of reality. You are putting into physical form an idea and a thought whether you're intentional about that or not. So starting to be really intentional and knowing that it's not your job to manage what other people say or to manage other people's stories or to manage anyone else's conditioning. It's your job to manage your own. Really watching your own stories, watching your own conditioning that's limiting you, uh, watching your own self-judgment instead of self-acceptance. And of course, it goes with using your voice too, the things that you say about your life and also the things that you say to other people. Yes. This agreement is probably one of the ones I, I work on daily, which is that voice inside my head. Um, it's so easy with, you know, just the constant media that we are consuming all of the time to not check that voice to allow yourself to say like, oh, I need to work out more. Oh, I need to eat better because I'm getting fat or like, oh, I need to look a certain way or act a certain way or else people aren't going to like me. All of those stories and that, that voice that you kind of just assume nobody, nobody's hearing, um, the universe is hearing. And so it really is I check myself constantly. My mantra of that's not my life and like pushing energy away from me. I've talked about that a few times on here is, has been something that I've used. I use it every single day. And I do that to myself when I start talking um, bad in my mind, uh, either about myself or about others or my stories. And I literally just say, that's not my life. Like in my head that those words are not my life. Um, and coming back to being impeccable with my word. And I think that, 
you know, having this podcast has been something that has really elevated this in our lives as well, because, you know, um, talking about all the different topics that we've discussed on here, um, being intentional with our words and, you know, being intentional to be vulnerable and to be authentic and to be real, you know, being impeccable with your word doesn't mean over editing yourself. It doesn't mean being disingenuous. It, it, it means just like, are you actually speaking true? Are you actually talking from your heart and from your highest self? Or are you talking from fear or lack or, um, a story that your ego has created and really being honest with yourself out loud. And so this, this podcast has been a great place to really exercise that, but it's, it has transferred into that voice inside my head a hundred percent. So I guess this is just your reminder to start really having that awareness around your words and around that manifestation center, your throat center, whether Mm -hmm. it's internal or external. Yeah, I love what you said about like the voice inside your head. You think that no one can hear it, but the universe can hear it. And life is starting to create it and manifest it um, and create your reality around you with those thoughts, those intentions. So it's so important. And I also just wanted to kind of mention that we did a post the other day on our story about the different ways that different types might really use their voice because for everyone, period, your voice is extremely powerful and your thoughts are extremely powerful. But of course, we're all unique. We all have different designs. Our voice is powerful in different ways. And so I just kind of wanted to say that if you're a manifester or a manifesting generator and you have that manifesting energy, you have a motor directly connected to your throat center with a channel, that means that you are a powerful manifest manifester. Your voice like instantly starts creating that reality into being more than anyone else. So I think for manifestors and manifesting generators, especially be so mindful of every single word that you say, because if you say I'm not doing well, that is what you are instantly creating. You know, really start saying what you want Start saying what you envision. Those are extremely powerful things. Start saying what you're moving towards. Those are extremely powerful things for you to do. And your voice is like your number one most powerful way of connecting with the world. Um, So just be really mindful of that. And then also I wanted to say, you know, with reflectors and projectors and even generators with a lot of open centers, uh, using your voice instead of always feeling like you need to do, 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 is so powerful. Sometimes we can really make change and connect with people and help people and express the things that we see uh, with our voice. And we feel like that's not powerful. It's not helpful. The only way that it's actually helpful is if I'm using my body and caring for this person or stepping in and taking action. But really saying what you see is so powerful. And that can be true for a lot of different people. Anyone with projected channels, anyone that's a projector, just knowing that being impeccable with your word is also saying what you see and knowing that that creates change in the world and has those ripple, that ripple effect. And then lastly, anyone with an undefined open throat center, your voice is so powerful. And I think that 
it's really like a thing to be a person who has an undefined throat center. Like you can really feel at times, like that's one of your biggest lessons in life is like, how do I express myself? How can I use my voice to really make a difference? Like, am I disempowered in any way? And the truth is any center that's undefined is a place where you have so much potential for wisdom. You have so much potential to really be able to um, advocate for other people and explain things in a way that other people can't. It's almost like your voice is a channel. So just knowing that when you step aside and you release that story where you say, oh, I don't have a consistent voice, so I'm not good at speaking, or I'm not able to manifest, or I'm not able to express myself, those stories are not helpful and they're not true. So checking in and seeing if you've been saying any of those things to yourself, releasing them in this eclipse season, and instead saying, I have a powerful voice. I am here to advocate. That is my design. When I channel something outside of myself, my voice is always consistent and it's one of my greatest sources of wisdom. So just really checking in, like what are the, what are the thoughts that you're saying about your own design and about your voice and make sure that they're really in alignment with your highest potential. Yes. And I do want to clarify, you know, it's okay to talk about your fears. It's okay to talk about your stories and your, you know, maybe some limiting beliefs that you have. Um, it's, it's just about knowing and, and saying out loud, like, you know, this is scary for me and this is uncomfortable and I'm not sure what I want to do here, but I'm figuring it out and this is what I'm calling in. So I've been really noticing this lately because as you guys know, I'm getting married this year and Brian and I, just even last weekend, we're going over the budget and <laughs> where we're at with that. And it, you know, we both kind of just had like, not like a breakdown, but just like a holy shit, <laughs> like this really got away from us. And, you know, what, what are we doing? Like, this is so expensive and it's crazy and like, whatever. And it really took like some strong awareness to talk about those things, have that freak out moment, and then come back to, you know what? We are provided for. Our wedding is going to be amazing. We It is going to be completely paid for and nobody is going to feel like they are less, less than what they were before our wedding. AKA we're not going to feel like, wow, we spent so much money that we don't have, or, you know, people who are attending aren't going to feel like, wow, we spent so much money coming than we had before. You know, people are going to feel more than they were before. And we, so, you know, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, it's real, like life is real and things get scary and lack mentality creeps in and that's okay. And it's just about coming back to, okay, what do I want to release? I've said all this, I'm releasing it. And now what is, what am I trying to manifest? What am I coming back to? And being impeccable with your word to bring those back into focus and to come home to that. Because like Dana said, like your words straight up create your reality. So do your thoughts. So, you know, this whole wedding planning year has been freaking crazy. If anybody else is planning a <laughs> wedding this year, like, I know. I I feel you. I know. I didn't really register for me before <laughs> how intense planning a wedding is. 
it's all consuming and it's daily. Um, and it's beautiful and it's fun and I'm so excited for it. Um, but I do want to just say it's okay. Like be impeccable with your word, but also embrace the real shit yeah. and come back to your center, I guess, at the end of it, if that makes sense. Totally. That's so important to, to be said because, you know, we are in this time called to look at those shadows and to see like, what is really there? Don't bypass it. Don't not look at it. And it's so funny, like something else that comes up for me a lot is that I've come so far on my spiritual journey. Why am I still having anxiety, fear, doubt, like all of the things that come up and it's totally normal. Like the goal is not to always be happy and perfect. The goal is to be aware, aware. That is the goal. The goal is to see it, to notice it, to not be afraid to look at it or to share it with other people. And then from that place of acceptance, then you can move forward and say, what is, how do I want to reframe this? What is, you know, my highest truth here now that I have accepted and honored what is there? Yes. Uh, I love that so much. And I love what you said about um, saying something versus always doing something. And I, it just brings up, you know, like we are our greatest teachers that having that awareness, like you were just saying is the goal. And that awareness allows you to learn from yourself constantly. Um, as much as I live my design every single day and really try to honor my own energy and live in alignment just the other day, or just the last few months, I should say, a good example is I was mulling over my freaking wedding shoes for months and I was researching like crazy (laughs) and I was doing it all by myself and I couldn't find any that matched my dress and I couldn't find like the ones that I found were sold out or they were pre-order only and they wouldn't get here in time and like blah 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 like the dress shop is like you have to have them for your first fitting or else you're fucked and so I'm like okay I have to have them by this date like why can't I find anything I'm stressing only doing it by myself and then literally said one sentence to Brian's mom, which was, I have, I've been having trouble finding my wedding shoes and this is what I want them to look like, but I can't find them anywhere. And it's been taking me months and like conversation changed. We're all just hanging out. And a second later, she's just like, what about these? And she finds them. They're perfect. I order them. They go perfectly. They're super comfy. And so it was just like, oh, Sheena, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, you literally used your authority and talked out loud about this issue that you were having and saying something allowed that action to take place. So Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of like, who cares? It's wedding shoes, but it's just (laughs) like, I'm constantly learning from myself Mm -hmm. that, oh, this is a good example of when you could have really come back to your, your home, your home base that you use on all these other things. But I didn't think to use it in this instant because it's so small. It's freaking shoes. Like, but that's just life reminding me that nothing is too small to have this awareness with. And you can really allow the universe to step in and and help you by just using your voice versus just like, okay, no, I got to research. Nobody else is going to find these shoes. I got to figure it out and forcing yourself to do it. So small example, but it applies obviously to everything. Yeah. You don't have to do it yourself. 
Exactly. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, I love that example because using our voice externalizes something that's within us. And we are meant to be supported by the universe and by other people. We are not designed to be completely independent in the way that we function. You know, even a manifester who's like designed to be so independent, they're designed to be in collaboration with all of life, all of the people in the world, all of the universe. And when you use your voice and say something that you are feeling, experiencing, want to experience, you open yourself up to that support. You externalize something that's within and you start to manifest it into life and other people get to use their authority to see if it's right for them to help you and support you. So I love that. I think that's a really beautiful example. And those, those little things are the moments that moment by moment, minute by minute dictate our experience of life. You know, like sometimes we're really looking at these bigger picture things. Have I gotten to this point, you know, this goal, this long-term vision, but it's like, no, in this moment right now, am I happy? Am I feeling like myself? Am I expressing myself? Do I have that openness in my throat to be able to externalize and share myself with the world? Um, So beautiful. Okay, so let's get to the second agreement, which is don't take anything personally. And this was a really big theme that I feel like I kind of learned on a deeper level a few years ago. And when I think about this, don't take anything personally from a human design standpoint, it's really beautiful because we know that every person's on their own journey. Every person is, you know, dealing with trauma and battles and things that you know nothing about. And every person is also just following what's going to be right for them, what's going to make them happy. And when we get too over involved in what other people are doing, or we start to think that everything that someone is doing is because of us or directed to us, it's a large source of unhappiness. And it kind of reminds me of what we talked about with the boundary boss episode um, of really just knowing that other people are having their own experience and to really clean up your side of the street and to know that if you've done that, that you can count on the fact that whatever that other person's doing is because of their journey. And this is huge too, you know, as we start to really use our authority and we start to say no to things that are mediocre or that are not right for us. And we start to say yes to the things that are actually right for us with our authority. It can feel sometimes like we're letting people down and like we're going to be unpopular and we're going to go against what people are wanting or expecting of us. And that uncomfort can be something that discomfort can be something that really hinders us because we're thinking, is this other person going to take this personally? You know, do I have to worry about what I do because I don't want to offend them and vice versa? You know, you're thinking everything that someone else is doing is because of you. So having this awareness of how your authority works and just focusing on I'm going to make all the decisions in my life in a way that I know it's going to be right for me and aligned for me. And at first that might kind of let people down, that might kind of ruffle people's feathers, but I can sleep at the end of the day, knowing that I was true to myself and knowing that that's going to be the thing that's best for everyone. Yes. And I love, I love that analogy that Terry, the boundary boss gave us with cleaning up your side of the street with this, because um, there can be this tendency to feel like um, 
okay, I'm not going to take things personally. And somebody else in my life is taking something personally that I did. So I need to make sure that they don't take it personally, or I need to control or judge them for I'm taking it personally that they took it personally. That's really what it is at the end of the day. So really it is about saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to take things personally. And if they were offended by what I said, I'm not going to take that personally either because it has to do with them and their feelings and what is right for them and their thinking from their point of view and from their experience. So Mm -hmm. it really is like pretty straightforward with this, but it is one of the hardest ones to really be honest with yourself and say, did this person hurt me or wrong me or am I just taking it personally? Yeah. And being honest and your ego does not want to let go of that your ego Mm -hmm. wants to say no they're wrong I'm right and so it's important to really say okay I'm not going to take it personally I'm going to come back to whatever your strategy and authority is Mm -hmm. um, and And focusing on those things because that's really what's going to uplift you and bring that purpose that meaning that drive to your life versus um, kind of I don't want to say lowering yourself but being stuck in mm-hmm. an area of that's not serving either you or them. Yeah, that's so true. And with all of this Gemini energy, mental energy, Mercury energy, all of the things happening right now, I think that this is a really good one to focus on. Um, and knowing that in the end, you have to start with yourself always. Anytime that you're trying to make change, make your life experience better, easier, or really evolve, it's always about you. It's not about, you know, trying to manage other people not taking it personally. It really starts with yourself. And by you not taking things personally, you end up setting that energetic bar. And other people feel like it's easier to meet you there. But it takes that conscious effort to say, I'm going to go within. I'm going to do what I can do. And that is to not take things personally. I set myself free. I naturally liberate other people as well when I do that. Um, So this is a really beautiful one to come back to. And then the third agreement is don't make assumptions. And obviously this is a beautiful one too. It kind of is in alignment with don't take things personally. It's like, don't assume that you know what someone else is going through. And also when we are in this human design world, don't assume that you know how someone else should be behaving or how they should be living their life. This is a huge reason why we have homogenization. It's like we make these assumptions that what works for me is going to work for other people. So I have to push them to do that or expect them to do that. You know, if, uh, if it works for me to just trust my gut and, you know, it's either a hell yes or hell no, I'm going to teach my kid that. And I'm just going to assume that that works for them and that that's going to serve them. And so once we kind of realize that every single person is their own universe and every single person is designed to be so beautifully unique, it's like, how could you ever assume that you know anything about anyone unless you just kind of can let them be who they are and and respect that fullness of who they are and that every single person is so multifaceted and so complex and so beautiful in that. Like, stop trying to simplify things and think that you know everything about every single person. Even if you have someone's human design chart, you know, people need to live their own experience. And it's so important to let people do that. 
Yes. Um, also, I want to say with conditioning, you can assume this worked for them, so it has to work for me. Or, it, you know, it can kind of, I feel like our conditioning is keeping us in kind of one place because we assume to be successful, you have to work nine to five. You have to put in 80 hours a week if you can on your passion project. Um, to be successful, you have to be consistent. It's all of these assumptions based off of um, of what we should be doing. So assuming is like something that is subtly done and it's really starting to notice, okay, where am I making assumptions with this decision or with this thing I'm, I'm thinking about or um, considering and can I release that and just come back to being present and using my strategy and authority. Mm -hmm. And I want to say too, that there are some deeper levels to human design that we haven't talked much about on this podcast, like within PHS primary health system, you get into people's perspective and motivation, which is all about their mind. Right. And we're kind of talking about this conversation about, uh, being able to kind of check your mind and release all of those ego stories, release that conditioning. So I just wanted to say that some people are designed to see the world uh, by seeing the power plays of like who's winning and who's losing. And that's right for them to see in that way. Jared is designed to see in that way. And that is something that before I would have told him like, you need to stop doing that because that is not healthy. And then I discovered his human design with his perspective. I'm like, oh, that's literally how you're designed to see the world. That's the healthiest way for you. So PHS, those deeper levels of like, this is how your mind works and how different everyone's can be. You know, some people are really designed to only think about themselves to say, how is this going to affect me? And, you know, I could judge that and make assumptions around that and say, oh, that's selfish, but it's not for them. It's healthy for them. So I just want to say that human design has been something that's blown the lid off for me in that area. It's really helped me to make less assumptions, to be more accepting, to have less judgment, and to realize that we are all designed to see the world in different ways. We're all designed to think in different ways. So if you're curious about your PHS, I think that uh, one of the easiest ways to know about your perspective and motivation is to go to our website, daylunalife.com, and you can order your PHS chart. chart booklet. You can either order it as a digital copy or a printed copy or even in a PHS Day Luna box. But seeing those deeper levels, it really helps expand your mind to be like, wow, on an even deeper level than before, everyone around me is thinking so differently than I am and they're designed to. So how can I just release that need to make those assumptions and just let people be who they are and let them sing their unique note out into the world? Yes, I'm so glad that you brought up PHS because um, I think it is one of the biggest places, like you said, to releasing assumptions, but also to not taking things personally. Mm-hmm. Really understanding your perspective versus your partner, that is huge. Yes. Um, fortunately, Brian and I have the same perspective so we and the same motivation. So it's like we really – it makes me understand like – oh, this is why we feel like we're in the same kind of flow, if that makes sense. Um, But understanding Jared's, understanding yours, like it really just allows that acceptance, that freedom to a whole other level. So definitely check that out if this is ringing a bell for you because it's it's life-changing, honestly. 
And I also wanted to add in here, if this is piquing your curiosity and you're like, oh, I don't know about that and I want to learn more about it, we have a whole online course on PHS that's available on our website. Um, so if you want to learn all of the different options so that you can see all of the different perspectives and motivations that people can have, you can uh, take that course online at any time. Yes. And so the next for the next agreement and the last agreement is always do your best. And this is something that sounds really simple and almost like fourth grade, but it is, it's so important and um, transformational because I think that a lot of times we can hear things or um, see things and it just kind of goes in one ear out the other. But when you really are doing your best, it's doing your best with honoring yourself. It's doing your best with living these four agreements. It's doing your best with living your human design, doing your best with how you communicate impeccably to your partner and to yourself. Um, And doing your best doesn't mean doing it perfect. It just means showing up for yourself truly in the best way that you can today in this moment. And if that isn't your best that it was yesterday, that's okay. It's your best today in this moment. Yeah. And I wanted to say that, you know, thinking about always doing your best, I really like to take into account here, doing your best considering your energy levels, because that is a huge part of human design. And even if you are a manifesting generator who has the most energy out of all of the five energy types, you don't necessarily in this moment have an abundance of energy for whatever reason. You know, maybe you've been really overworking yourself. Maybe you've been really out of alignment and sacrificing yourself and doing things that are not right for you. And you're just having this moment where you're just exhausted and you haven't been able to generate that life force energy. So in that moment, it's really about having the awareness of, okay, in this moment, I don't have this abundance of energy to give to anyone else. And my best is going to look like canceling my plans and telling people, I just need to take care of myself. I'm kind of having an off moment. I need to, you know, rest and rejuvenate. And in that moment, honest, you know, your honest truth, that is doing your best. Whereas if you went against that and decided, well, I don't want to seem flaky, so I'm just going to push myself to do it anyways. And I'm going to go, you know, continue to do that plan that I had. That's actually not doing your best because you're going against your truth. You're going against what is right for you. So I just wanted to say that your best is something that only you can feel. And it might not seem like it's your best to other people. And that's not the point. The point is to you, are you doing what the best that you can in this situation? Or are you going against yourself in some way? Are you cutting corners in some way? Are you avoiding, you know, what needs to be done or what your truth is in that moment? Yes. I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah, doing your best is listening to your body is honoring that truth. I mean, honestly, today, before we hopped on this, I had that feeling of, well, first of all, I should say, I am I set on the calendar because that's apparently the best way that I can um, plan things. Um, and I set on the calendar starting yesterday, like, okay, begin working out 
for the wedding. The wedding's in four months. So I just said on there like, okay, I want to start working out and getting healthy and getting fit and whatever, right? So I didn't yesterday and I was like, whatever, that's fine. I'm not really strict with these things and I don't think that you should be if that's not what you want to do. But today I literally went to work out and as I'm doing the workout, I was feeling in my body fatigued and tired. And I woke up this morning like I am energized. I am into it. Like I'm excited to work out. And it's a workout that I've done many times before. And I haven't felt that level of fatigue before. And it was just straight from the start. And so literally as I'm doing, I'm like laying there on my mat. And I just like said out loud, I'm listening to my body. My body is not wanting to do this. And it was hard because I I wanted to feel guilt. I wanted to feel disappointed in myself. But really, I felt like, oh, okay, I feel good because I'm listening to my body and that is my best. Um, so it it's allowing yourself to listen and not force yourself to do those things. And I genuinely just had that maybe like an hour ago, that feeling of like, okay, this is my best. And I, I feel happy about it. Like, I feel like that is what my body needed. And then of course I went on to my, my app that I track, like my cycle and all the things. And I went on there to just track, like feeling fatigued physically. Um, and it's like, is your period starting today? Like this is one of the days and it's, it hasn't, but it's just, it's interesting because you can judge yourself for certain things and that is not doing your best. Forcing yourself to do things is not your best. So um, it just you bringing that up made me think of that. And it's, it's, it's those daily things. Like I feel like we talk about all of these overarching things and it's easy to conceptualize them. But when, but your daily life is like, no, I'm freaking staying up later because I'm researching shoes to buy for my dress. Like that's real. Like I'm literally making my cacao and then going to work out and like, I'm doing a sit up or I'm doing a crunch and like, that is real. Mm -hmm. And that is, am I listening to my body in that moment? Mm -hmm. Um, Not just like in general, when I make decisions, am I talking them out loud or am I being present more? It's like, no, are you being present right now? And you're listening to this, like, where, where's your body? Where are your hands? Where are you seated? Or are you standing? Like what is actually in front of you? Um, It's like, it's those real moments that are the most important because that is your life. Like this moment is your life. Yeah. And And are you living the life that you want? Yeah. And I, in that same vein though, I do notice that one of the places where I feel like, am I doing my best is, did I use my authority? Because especially I have the gate of doubt so strong in my chart and, you know, having an emotional authority, having an emotional wave, there can really be these moments where you're in a low and you're like, did I F up everything in my life? Like, did I make every wrong decision? Is my life shit? (laughs) Like I can, I can really feel that sometimes. And it's important for me to just know, okay, this is my wave. This is an experience that is gifted to me by my wave so that I can learn what does the world look like through this perspective? What am I learning through seeing my life through this lens of this emotion? This emotion is not me, right? It's just an experience to be able to teach me and to deepen my understanding and my awareness. Um, But 
with all of that kind of energy, there can really be this, this feeling for myself of like doubting myself. Like, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? So for me, every single day, checking in with my wave, knowing when I'm neutral, only making decisions when I'm neutral. If I know that I did that, and then I know that I genuinely used my authority correctly and I didn't get in my head. I didn't ask any other questions with my mind or with my ego or from my conditioning. I just listened to my authority. It really helps me know, like, no matter what happens from this point forward, I don't need to worry about it. And I don't need to try to control the outcome. It's my job in this moment to do my best. And what that means for me with my design, having emotional authority is waiting till I'm neutral, knowing for sure I am neutral in this moment, feeling in my body with my emotional authority and listening to that. So, you know, everyone's going to have kind of different things that come to you about what is doing your best in this moment, you know, for generators and manifesting generators. I might really feel like doing your best is like, if I'm present, if I'm really here, really listening, really seeing that is me being my best, doing my best. Whereas if I'm not really listening and my mind is somewhere else, or I'm rushing through this and I'm not actually with this person, I'm not actually listening to them. That's going to feel like when like later comes, you're going to feel like I wasn't really doing my best. So, you know, for man gens, for generators, it might really feel like, was I super present? And if that's the case, I, I did my best. For manifestors, you might really feel like, did I inform when I first had that idea, when I first thought of this thing that I'm wanting to phase out of, did I tell the people around me? And if I did, I know that I did my best. Like that is my spiritual practice as a manifester is informing as soon as I get the idea, as soon as I get that urge, that spark, letting people know as soon as it comes to me and checking in, you know, if I did that, I know that I did my best and everything else, how people took it, you know, did people take that personally? None of that is my, my business. It's my job to do my end of it, which is, you know, did I do my best? Did I release all assumptions? Did I not take anything personally? And was I impeccable with my word? So as we're navigating this time, we encourage you to just ask those four questions, you know, with whatever it is that you're navigating. If it's some situation um, or if you're looking back, reflecting on something that happened, if you're trying to manage those stories, release that conditioning, ask yourself with what you've been doing, was I impeccable with my word? Did I not take anything personally? Did I not make any assumptions? And did I do my best? And then you know that you've done your side. You've cleaned up your side of the street. Um, and you've really allowed that time for self-reflection because that self-reflection is the place that we are being called to really look at right now and to examine what's been happening, what we've been doing. And when we get to the summer solstice, we're going to feel this brand new energy of like, okay, what's next? What do I want to create next in my life? And all of the work that we do, this reflection time, this deconditioning in this eclipse season, it's going to be kind of carried out and lived out for the next six months of the year. So we are just excited to be able to like 
have this awareness and to be able to have this conversation with other people who are on the same journey as us, wanting to work with this cosmic energy, wanting to work with this natural cycle. You know, it's time to really look at things, to examine things, to observe my mind, to let go of those things so that I can be clear open, ready, aligned so that I can create that next thing and take that next action on that summer solstice. So I think it's just so cool how as unique as we all are, as different as we all are, we are all connected by experiencing these astrological transits, experiencing this cosmic energy, these shifts that happen are like the collective unconscious that all of us experience, whether we are aware of it or not. So it is so exciting to have the opportunity to get to be aware of it and to be able to share this conversation with you guys and to hear your experiences. So as always, we're so grateful to be able to drop in with you guys, to be able to connect in this way. We encourage you to to follow us on our Instagram at dayluna. And also if you guys have been following along with our show and you feel called to, we'd love if you left a review and rated this podcast. You guys know where you can check out all of our offerings, the stuff that we talked about with PHS, but also you can book readings. You can buy yourself a human design box, uh, astrology box, PHS box, all on our website, daylunalife.com. And we just want you guys to know that we love you so much. We feel so connected to all of you and we are right there with you doing these things, diving into these practices, experiencing these astrological shifts. And we are sending you guys so much love during this eclipse season portal.